Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Blah, uh, King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, we are all the way to season two, episode seven. The 19th episode of King of the Hill. The man who shot Kane Scrittenberg. It's our 19th Scrittyberg. episode of King of the Say Hill. Say his last name for me. Uh, Kane Scrittyberg. Scrittenberg. Scrittenberg. I know Bobby says Scre- it. Scrittenberg. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Scrittenberg or Scrittenberg. So uh, this is this is a different one. It uh, it starts before the credits. Yeah, actually, before we dive into this, I wanted to go ahead and knock out some stuff on yeah, this uh, real quick. By by the way, like you said, first episode in the brand new studio. Yep, brand new studio. Um, may sound a tad different. Hopefully, it sounds better. But I think it is better. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot in here. Yeah, I do too. It's dark. So this is our nineteenth episode yeah. of king of the hill mm-hmm. our actual 21st episode i guess that would be for me and you on this yeah so that's great uh so i wanted to touch on the the writer real quick so the writer uh this was actually written by dale gribble's voice actor johnny hardwick and uh directed by the same guy who did the uh the, Will, the willie nelson episode monty young mm. uh and then another thing is the the title is the man who shot kane Scredberg. Well, there was a movie with, uh, it was a John Ford movie with John Wayne and mm-hmm. John Stewart called The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. 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 Yeah. Valance. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That, that's that's where they get that title from. Yeah. And, uh, a very famous old Western. Kane Scredeberg is actually Trey Cool. So it's another celebrity. Uh, Trey Cool. From uh, the band Green Day. So yeah. that's a, another celebrity appearance but the one i wanted to really talk about is we meet a guy right at the beginning of of this show and it's a guy called pops pops well pops i wanted to kind of talk about the voice actor for pops because he is a prolific voice actor and i feel like he deserves his uh yeah he deserves his props so it's a guy props for pops yeah, it's a guy. Yeah, props for pops. So it's a guy <laughs> by the name of Jim, uh, Jim Cummings. Okay, and uh, he's done a lot of voice acting stuff. We've all heard for sure. So he's the current voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Oh, 
Winnie but, the Pooh and Tigger. And Tigger. Wow. But he's also known for doing Pete from the Mickey Mouse franchise. Yeah. Uh, Tantor the Elephant from Tarzan. Mr. Stork and Dumbo. He did Ka, Colonel Hathi, and Ka. King Louie in the Jungle Book. Oh, he did wow. the snake, the elephant, and... Uh, like the original Jungle the Book? The original Jungle Book. He was oh, born wow. in 1952. Oh, man. Uh, he also did Dick Dastardly. He also did Dastardly. Taz, from, like, yeah, the yeah, wacky from races? the original Wacky Races from you know the <laughs> Hanna Barbera stuff. Wow. Uh, he did uh, Taz from Looney Tunes, Ed the Hyena, and the Gopher in The Lion King. God, this guy just does voices. Doesn't yeah, he? he does. He does some great ones too, like Cat from Cat Dog. Like that's from my childhood. He did the Cheshire mm-hmm. Cat in Alice in Wonderland. Uh, he did. Uh, he did some stuff for the Aristocats. Now, just a prolific voice actor. I mean, he did uh, Bonkers, the Bobcat, the Cop, Bonkers. Uh, that was a TV that. show. Well, it was a TV show when I was a kid. It was a a, a cop. Oh, he's a uh, thing. It was he's bonkers. like a, uh, a cheetah or something, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then he did uh, some Powerpuff Girl stuff. Doctor Robotnik from Sonic. I don't know. He was just really, really. Uh, Doctor Robotnik, huh? Yeah, yeah. He was wow. really, really prolific, and that was like the '90s cartoons and stuff that he did for the Sonic. And uh, in King of the Hill, he does a quite. He does a few actor, a, a few voice roles, but the two most iconic ones for me is this one and Topsy. Oh, he does Topsy he too. He does Topsy. Huh? Oh yeah. wow! He actually does see Everett Coop as well. But and Topsy. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, he does see Everett. <laughs> Have we, have we done that episode yeah, yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He did, we did. Yeah. Turn that off. Turn yeah. that off. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he yeah. did, uh, <laughs> he did that voice for that. That's great. Well, we start this one, like I said, before the credits. Uh, we've got Dale out there with his leaf blower. Yeah, uh, a very, a and very it's a terrible big one. leaf blower. It's a big it's leaf, leaf blower. Leaf blower. <laughs> it's got like a backpack and the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, he's trying to blow a pile of leaves, and obviously it's not working real well. And so, uh, Boomhauer comes over with a what looks to be a flathead screwdriver. Adjust the carburetor, I guess, because it's it gas powered. Bit, right, so. right. And uh, nothing happens. Although Bill does say, "Wait a minute, just one one of the leaves just moved." And uh, of course, Dale, not having any of it, he said, "You're shoving it with the nozzle." Uh, and then Hank, uh, with his. Uh, U.S. American self says, uh, well, that's what you get for buying a Japanese leaf blower. Yeah, it's, it's built for <laughs> blowing those bonsai bushes and bonsai cherry blossoms. Bonsai bushes and cherry blossoms. That's right. <laughs> and then we get Pops. Pops. Pops shows up. For crying out loud, it's 530. <laughs> 530. But what, 30 in the afternoon or the morning? Yeah, I guess it's in the, yeah. in the afternoon, yeah. He says, uh, he calls them punks and asks them to turn off that racket maker. It's called a leaf blower, Pops. And uh, the thing I like about so this funny, episode Hank, the most is it's, uh, it's a so. generational battle yeah. between like the middle-aged guy and the senior citizen and then the middle-aged guy and yeah. the teenagers. So yeah. it's like this weird generational battle that goes on through the whole show. Yeah, he tells him it's a, uh, a newfangled, it runs on a newfangled device called the gasoline engine. Yeah. <laughs> and they all just laugh it up. What's the hell's wrong with using a rake, you lazy punks? <laughs> and, this is the World War II guy. Yeah. yeah. Hank's like, uh, a rake, you say? It's just so funny because it's like, um, I don't know if you were out drag racing or something like that. It's what it feels like, you know this this old man shaking his fist at yeah. you, and yelling at the clouds or whatever. Uh, and so he he gives him crap about the rake and says, "Bill, have you ever heard of a rake?" And Bill says, "No, it must have been for our time." And then Boomhauer launches into a whole thing about the Smithsonian and how it's next to Lincoln's hat and Archie's chair. Yeah, I've seen this. a dang old rake over there at the Smithsonian <laughs> next to Lincoln's hat and Archie's chair, That's dang right. old caveman section, and, and, and then the old man's One of my line, favorite yeah. lines, uh, don't you cuss at me, Jimmy Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set my dog on you. Jimmy Dean. 
Yeah, it uh, killed me. Now that that was uh, that's one of my favorite lines of this episode. So Pop goes ambling off, and uh, Hank's like, "See you, Pops." And Dale's keep watching. Touched by an angel, and then we go right into the credits. Yep. Uh, credits. We got no bell, no yell. No bell, no yell. Uh, we just got our regular old credits. Uh, and then what is weird to me is the way this thing starts is by Bobby coming out looking like a vampire. Yeah, it looks rough. Uh, and then they're talking about how he just got over the chicken pox. Yep. Uh, and it's weird to me that, like, Bobby got the chicken pox and that wasn't an episode. Yeah, that should have been an episode. It seems like a whole extra episode. It seems, it seems episode. like a wasted episode. It does. I like the, I like this this particular episode, though, because it, it does kind of, like, uh, do some crazy stuff with the animation and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a, especially when you get into the paintball shooting. Yeah, yeah, and sure. so uh, he's talking about how uh, Bobby got chickenpox at 12 years old, and he envies him because the doctor said that uh, uh, it could cause sterility in weaker children. Yeah. <laughs> like Bobby's big and strong. And then, again, Dale being oblivious yeah. to his situation. Or he might be, you know, savvy to what's going on. But he goes, uh, my Joseph better not be sterile. I need my seed to live on. Certain plans of mine require additional gribbles. Certain plans and additional <laughs> gribbles. Uh, Hank is very proud of Bobby for getting over the chicken box, calls it a milestone, milestone. and says, so to celebrate, we can do anything you want. And you got Bobby and Joseph both just there laying on the ground like they're about to die. Uh, and hey, have you had chicken pox? I, I've had the chicken pox. Uh, when I was a little kid in England, they used to, uh, I was like in a real close knit neighborhood yeah. and it was row houses. So there was like 60 yeah. families on one side of the street and 60 families on the other sure. side of the street. And well, they were real they close to do, together, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I could reach out and knock yeah. on my neighbor's sure. door. They're, sure. they're together. They're, they're not close. Right. They are together. Uh, it's just one big row of houses. And, uh, all the women in the neighborhood were all friends or not friends, but the kids were all at least friends. And uh, when one kid in the neighborhood got chicken pox, they used to just get us all together. Oh, So there yeah. would be like 15 kids having a little party just with ice cream with. and cake and yeah. having a good time. And everybody just get gets all it all at one sick. time. Gets everybody sick at one time. <laughs> but it's common. That, that, that used to be a common thing. Uh, well, I mean, you can kind of understand it instead of it just circulating and circulating and circulating. Yeah, that's I what guess. it was. Yeah. It was an attempt to knock it all out at once. So Today you'd be taken away from your parents. Because it would go yeah. up and down the neighborhood yeah, is sure, all it would do. Sure. It's because everybody played together. Well, and you can it get really it again. It's not like, you know, once it passes, you can't get it again. Yeah, and that's what it was. It was just like an effort to get everybody sick at once so yeah. everybody would get it done and over, get it over with, with yeah. yeah which so is understandable bobby uh very, pox sucks very weakly says uh how about we go to the family fun center yeah i like how they're talking here they're both just like joseph war smooth like he's about to pass out yeah. Yay, the family fun center. They have go-karts, skee-ball, and mini golf. And, they, and <laughs> then so Bobby's weak. line, this is one of my favorite lines, where he says, I like their blood pressure machine. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell. So he's asking Hank if they can go. Yeah, and uh, Hank, Hank, before he can agree to it, he starts hearing some loud rock music coming from down the, down the street. Yep. And so uh, he says, it's not rock, you know, it's only three chords. You know, it's okay if you only know three. Yeah, but (laughs) But put them in the right order. Put them in the right order. That's right. And so Dale talks about how it's been giving Nancy headaches all week, and then yesterday her back broke Broke out out in scratch scratch marks. marks. (laughs) Yeah, this episode kind of (laughs) like... Which uh, is nuts. ...was a little crazy i we'll, we'll get to the part where i think is the weirdest thing for this episode and so hank you know being the uh the guy who runs the neighborhood basically he says i'm gonna go over there and straighten them out 
Uh, I wonder as, if that music is what killed this as grass. As they're walking yes, up, they see grass. the dead grass. Yeah. And he says, fellas, can I have your attention? And and Bobby is overtaken because he's like, wow, Kane Scrittenberg, you're the 12th grader who put don't on all the stops. And he just said quietly, peace. peace. And then you hear Bobby go, Wow. Wow. <laughs> He's always infatuated with the weirdest stuff. And so Hank uh, is like, hey, fellas, my name's Hank Hill. I'm the block, I'm captain. The block captain. Block captain. What the hell's a block captain? Uh, now, it's not that you don't know what a block, really? Have you ever lived in a neighborhood with a block captain? So if you is. have like a neighborhood watch, uh, uh, like okay. where people will go out and, and watch the neighborhood, make like sure there's no crime service. going on. Yeah. yeah. Or the block captain maybe organizes the uh, block parties and you know, if something's going on in the neighborhood that some guy doesn't Was it like, like that, the neighborhoods you grew up in as a kid like that? No, we really like didn't that. have that, but the neighbors did kind of watch out for each other. Well, yeah, I mean, the neighbors always watched out for each other, but there wasn't like no organized no, effort to maintain the neighborhood. No, and we didn't have like an HOA or anything, you know. Which is good, yeah. So, nah, I would, I would I, never want to live I, in I an HOA. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. They, they're telling you not to raise your flag on certain days and stuff. So he tells them he's the, uh, he's the block captain. Uh, and he says, no, it's not that I don't like music. And then, of course, the kid in the back is recording that on his keyboard, and he starts pressing the it's button. It's not that I don't like music. Not that I don't, I don't like, like music. music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and Hank is like, okay, just cut that out. This is serious. My, And then he looks over, and he's like, my Lord, you've got five plugs and one outlet here. And Did the funny thing is that when you look at these plugs in this outlet. They're all frayed. Like, and, they're and frayed. Wire they're wired together. <laughs> yeah, they're all wired nutted together and everything. Yeah. And I don't know. It just, yeah, it looks like a, a, a catastrophe waiting to happen. He asks him if uh, if his father knows what he's doing there. And, uh, of course, Kane comes back with, my dad's dead. Hank's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. My condolences. Does your mother know that you're doing this? And yeah, he of course, goes, my mom's in prison for killing my dad. And then he gets pissed. He's like, all right, you're joking. He goes, well, okay. I've got a sense of humor. I laugh at Tony Danza. And then they get that on the keyboard. I laugh at Tony Danza. Yeah, I, laugh I laugh at, at Tony, Tony Danza. Danza. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, well, but of course, if you're not joking, I feel bad and I apologize. <laughs> so anyway, Hank gets. Uh, this is one of my favorite parts right here where uh, he, gets, very he gets pissed off and he goes, all right, that's it. He goes, I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. And then, yeah, the then just start playing. That's right. yeah. Hank's like, uh, you know, I'm not horsing around. I'm lucky for you don't have time for this right now. And he's screaming over the music. And he's like, come on, Bobby, let's go to the fun center. And then you hear the band, fun center, fun center, blah, fun blah, center, blah. You know, yeah. and they're just playing. Um, Bobby uh, wants to know, well, as they're coming up to the fun center, Bobby's singing the song, fun center, fun center. Yeah. And uh, Bobby and Joseph are there, and he wants, uh, he wants to play paintball. Right, they both want to play paintball, and they're like, "Hey, Dad, please, can we play paintball?" And Hank looks at it and he goes, "Now, hold on a minute. Let's see. They give you kids guns and they let you shoot at each other." Yeah, okay, that's great. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, the particular Arlen Fun Center thing and yeah. Kane's band, yeah. So a little bit of trivia is is they do show up later on in uh, the band does the band yeah and the arlen fun center mm. the band inside of the arlen fun center playing oh wow but it is a way later season it is in like the last season of the show and the episode funny enough uh a play on metallica it's called master of puppets oh is the name of that yeah episode. okay so Very cool. i thought that was pretty pretty neat that they uh i just wonder band. i just wonder it, it, as you get into a series like this if you do look at the big wall and start seeing all the characters you've used and all the situations and stuff so you don't repeat things and 
you know, and then yeah. you go, oh, we could use that over here. We could use that over here. It's like the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons does that I can't really imagine good. what their wall looks like. Their wall's insane. Well, you they know, have like... It's uh, got to be show Bible after show Bible after show Bible. They have some of those, uh, just those graphics that are made, uh, those, you know, fan art graphics where they combine all of them and make them like a background for yeah. like a computer or something. Yeah. And you look at it and you're like, man, there's like hundreds of characters oh, here hundreds. that they've created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, uh, my favorite Simpsons character, sorry, my favorite Simpsons character is Bleeding Gums Murphy. (laughs) Really? The the episodes Uh with, uh, yeah, uh, what's her name? Lisa and him. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite episodes. Where after he dies and the whole thing. And he's in the sky and Uh he's always talking about her, telling her to follow her dreams and play, you know, be a musician and play saxophone and stuff. So the kids are out playing paintball. And uh, Hank is like, okay, great. They'll be out there for an hour or two. We can get some nice, relaxed, and they're they're gonna they're at the uh, driving range. Yeah. And then Dale's like, ball guy. And so they just start <laughs> chucking balls at this yeah, poor guy. Yeah, the guy out there with the poor guy. He's, he's in, got on like this huge padded yeah, vest and a helmet. And he's got a helmet on and the whole thing, and they're just pegging him in the head, pegging him, pegging this guy with balls. He's a target, not a ball guy. It's yeah. really terrible. Uh, and then Joseph comes running up and so does Bobby and uh, dad, uh, Joseph's yelling at, at Dale, uh, some older guys cornered us in a hole and they kept firing and firing. They're just covered in paint. And Bobby's like, they made us eat leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so of course, you know, Hank is pretty pissed off. He's like, what, who did this to you? And, uh, Bobby's like, well, it's Kane Scrittenberg. And so Hank is off to, uh, take care of this situation. And of course, uh, he walks up, uh, and then they're they're kind of sitting in front of like a concession stand or something like that. But it's uh, Luann is leaning oh, yeah. up against him. And, Luann uh, has got to be like a moth to this flame. Yeah, you know? and it's kind of funny. She loves bad boys. She loves all this stuff. Yeah, and it's kind of funny that she's uh, comes up to kind of. Fl- I don't know if she's flirting with him or she's being real naive. Which I think she's just being naive because oh, later sure. on, when she's hanging out with Buckley, she says he told me he told me to bring a friend for the drummer. <laughs> for the drummer, <laughs> yeah. yeah so like I feel like. <laughs> I feel like she doesn't have any bad intentions. It was just a dude with a band. I love how she's looking at his flyer and she goes, wow, this is a really good Xerox of you. (laughs) So Hank comes up and he's like, hey, you, what's wrong with you? Picking on little kids like that. How'd you like it if somebody bigger and stronger shot you up, you little freak? I mean, it's pretty aggressive for Hank. Yeah, yeah. You know, but again, somebody's picking on Bobby. So again, we see that family... Yeah, he gets aggressive when uh, nobody to do picks his family, on Hank, yeah. Bobby, Peggy. You know, I mean, they they're pretty tight. And so, uh, <laughs> one of the band members is like, "Kane Scrittenberg's never been shot." Damn right. The first guy to do it's not going to be some fat old desk jockey. Is what Kane says. Oh to him. yeah. And, and then when uh, Hank responds, this is really funny. And I, I know a lot of people that are like this. Oh sure. They 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 couldn't like do anything to save their life anymore, even though they were like some kind of really good athlete in high school. Right. But he says right here. I'm a finely tuned ex-high school athlete. I spent four years holding you guys <laughs> like you upside down over toilets. You know, and then that kid's line after that where he goes, I don't care how many guys you held in the men's room. You still can't beat us. <laughs> you know, it makes me think of last week's, though, where Hank's like just on the side of the road going, hey, fatty, you're so fat. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, definitely. So. You know, because here he's holding holding kids over the toilet. And then we see also the flashback of him going, fatty, you're so yeah. fat or whatever. Hank was not a nice person. No, honestly. he wasn't. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He was. Uh, he was a. Uh, he was a jock. He was a jock yeah. for sure, and he yeah. played the part well. Yeah, not a lot of. I, don't, I feel like that's not. You don't really see that a lot anymore. Now, when you see you see kids that are in sports and stuff, like there's a few videos I've seen. You know, viral videos, of course. So it's. I guess sure. it's not everybody, but you see a lot of. Uh, 
you know, there was there was one that I saw specifically where a high school kid uh, had sat by himself for lunch for, you know, months. And then one of the athletes had noticed that he had been sitting by himself. So they made it a yeah. point to all go sit with him every day for lunch. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was kind of cool. I the, feel like society has gotten more inclusive, but also more isolated at the same time. You know, and, and the isolation, I think, comes from social media and things like that. Being because, in your own echo chamber. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that's absolutely right. So Hank turns to Bill and the boys and says, uh, what do you say? You want to teach some punks a little respect? And they're like, <laughs> like Bill. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Very little. <laughs> no, that was uh, Dale. Dale said very oh, little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said very, very little. <laughs> so uh, they are off to the uh, to the paintball field. And uh, the guy there is telling them, you know, this is capture the flag. Basically, you bring back over here. When you get hit, you're dead. Hank uh, is giving his guys a uh, pep talk. All right, man, let's paint some ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so they're out looking for the guys. And, uh, you know, he says, he says, okay, I think we're closing in on them. You know, they're out uh, hunting through the bushes. Yeah, this part's he, funny because he tells them it's, it's only talk if you have something important to say. Yeah. And then, and like, they're walking <laughs> through the forest or whatever, these little wooded area, and then it cuts again. And then you see Bill and all of them hunkered down, and Bill goes, I got some important news in the mail this morning. Did you know that thanks to Colonial <laughs> Valley, I can purchase term life insurance for only pennies a month? Boy, I'm glad I opened that immediately. <laughs> and then, I, I, I don't Dale. remember what Dale, Dale, Dale goes, yeah. you going to do it, Bill? He goes, I can't afford not to. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the important thing you got to say. Yeah. Hank, uh, Hank is like, okay, this is it, guys. Everybody hunker down. Okay, men, this is no time to go easy on those punks. Let's, uh, that's the mistake their, their parents, parents made. made. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you hear uh, Kane Scredenberg, they're over here. I heard the ball guy split his pants. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because whenever they, like, go to hunker down, that you could hear their knees popping. They're uh -huh. all, like, yeah. all groaning to get oh, down. Oh, guys, yeah. He, uh, uh, that, so they, they got him and he says, drop your weapons or suffer the consequences. And Hank's like, what? We, we lost already. Yeah. So obviously they hadn't been out there very long at all. Uh, yeah. They didn't had no clue what they were doing either. It didn't and look like. So they've basically taken them prisoner now. Yeah. And Hank is questioning this. He didn't know anything about prisoners. Uh, where <laughs> he says, where's that damn ref? And so, uh, they take them in front of all the golfers. They take them to the fence, so uh, at the driving yeah. range, because the fence of the driving range backs up with the uh, the the course for paintball. Yeah, and uh, Kane, of course, is attention golfers. We've captured your comrades. And Hank is like, keep your eyes on the ball. Nothing going on here. Hank's, trying to deflect. Hank, yeah, Hank's he's embarrassed. He's embarrassed. At this point. Yeah. yeah, he's got like four teenagers holding him up with a you know a yeah. Tipman paintball gun, <laughs> and which I don't understand. I mean, it's just a paintball gun. But but anyway. that uh, but that paintball gun too. Uh, the trivia on the actual paintball gun model that they have that's actually a very extremely common model that was yeah. used in rental facilities. That oh, I don't doubt that specific model. It's like a Tipman something something or another. A Tipman. And so uh, Bobby, of course, is watching. He goes, that's my dad. Yeah, that's my dad. <laughs> so that's a little rough. Uh, and then they uh, they scream at the prisoners. They say, on your knees, prisoners. It's the rules. You're not cheaters, are you? And, of course, that gets to Hank because he never yeah, he wants to be, want to be a, a cheater. cheater. So we, whether, we whether he knows. The, we saw that in the fishing one. You yeah, know? yeah, he, he doesn't want to be a cheater. cheater. Yeah. Well, he ended up cheating anyway. <laughs> but uh, he ended up cheating twice, actually. Sure. He cheated to get out of the trouble as well That's as true. cheating by buying cocaine. But he did but, not buy a buy a frozen fish. 
No, he did not. Uh, so, you know, he had a little more integrity, I guess, than uh, Hank Dale. Is, Hank is still trying to keep his uh, his his couth here or trying to keep his, his pride. And he says, you know, these kind of games go back and forth like basketball. They're in the lead now, but we're coming back. And then and then they shoot one of the guys. Yep. He goes, wait a minute. You can't just execute my men. Yep. <laughs> and then they're like, later, Pops. And, of course, this gets right to them because pops. now they're Pops. Yeah, God, how humiliating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's humiliated here. Well, the, the, the how humiliated is, the, is freaking ball boy. Yeah. And he's out there being chunked and hit by the balls, and he's like, oh, how humiliating. <laughs> you know, when he's it's looking funny because I remember this phase in, in my life where my dad was struggling with the fact that I was becoming, you know, older, and that's what it looks like. This, this whole episode is just like – Hank having so much trouble. It didn't even seem like anybody else, but Hank yeah. is having the most trouble with the fact that he's aging. Yeah. From the host of the popular podcast, The Only One in the Room, Stash by Laura Cathcart Robbins is a propulsive and vivid memoir about the journey to sobriety and self-love amidst addiction, privilege, racism, and self-sabotage. Best-selling author Holly Whitaker calls it an irresistibly delicious story. And MacArthur Foundation fellow and best-selling author Kiese Lehman says Stash is emotionally riveting. Buy Stash by Laura Cathcart Robbins now, wherever books are sold. Looking to start a business? You'll need a registered agent to receive legal notices and documents on your behalf. Look no further than Universal Registered Agents. Our team of professionals will ensure you never miss an important document. And we can even help you form your business with services like entity formation and document filing. Plus, we'll help you switch to our service for a lower cost and pay the change fees. Trust Universal Registered Agents to help your business succeed. Contact us today to learn more. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. It is uh, summertime here in Central Texas, and I don't know about you, but I am already sweating. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got swamp ass and ball sweat <laughs> more than I know what to do with. And, you know, yeah. if uh, if it wasn't for Ballsy and their products, Ballsy. I'm sure right now I'd be able to smell my own balls. So I'm really, yeah. really you know, thankful for their products. Yeah. You know, your cleanliness uh, is a reflection of you, uh, especially below the belt. Uh, and, you know, I... I I think about cleanliness a lot because like I've I've got a beard, I've had one for a long time, you've got one. Um, but I never really think about taking care of my down under as I do my face. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think that a lot of people, you know, think about keeping their balls clean and fresh. No. I think that's a, a, a an endemic in uh males is keeping our groin area clean. Yeah, because I mean it's no secret that balls are prone to odor, sweat, irritation. So, so you need something like ballsy. Yeah, so guys you need to upgrade your balls game with ballsy. Yep. Uh they've got quality, long lasting products formulated to keep you fresh, comfortable, and confident. And for me, yep. uh I tried out the ballsy trimmer on mm. uh, the beard the beard trimmer part of it i oh, shaved my okay. mustache with that's it. that's the cool thing it comes with both 
both yeah, heads. Yeah, it comes with the, yeah, it comes with both heads. So it's not like you have to use the same head on your face as you do your your intimate regions. Yeah, your intimate regions. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they got your sack covered with a ball wash, sack spray, and more. And I'll attest to the ball wash. My balls have never smelled cleaner and felt fresher ever sure. in the entirety of my life. So yeah, I took uh, a I took a small uh, sample of, of friends and family, and they said my balls smelled wonderful. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. My it, dog. It told was me, uncomfortable after that. Yeah, I'm still, sure it was. It was yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when you go to Ballsy, uh, you can get uh, different things like like you can take a quiz to see where to start. Uh, they have a sack pack. Uh, the sack pack has all of it. Uh, it's yes, the, ultimate, the trifecta. It is the ultimate trifecta of products specially formulated to take care of your most prized possessions, which should be your balls. And the uh, big thing is, is... It is made right here in the U.S. of A. In the U.S. of A. That's right. And and it always will be. Always will be. Or so tell the people at Ballsy. Or so says Ballsy. So and they says have Ballsy. over 200,000 currently satisfied customers with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you've got to give it a try. Yeah. There's no risks involved. Yeah. And the only thing that could happen out of this is clean, fresh balls. That's what I'm saying, right? So what you need to do is go to ballwash.com, put in promo code K-O-T-H, as in king of the hill. So ballwash.com, promo code K-O-T-H, and you'll receive 20% off your order of $50 or more. That's 20% off when you go to ballwash.com and put in promo code K-O-T-H. So says Ballsy. Balls. Balls. Hey, Rusty. Hey, Mike. Your dog deserves tasty, healthy, real food, not kibble. Don't give him kibble. No, I, I like to give my dog food that's created by a vet that exceeds all industry standards. There you Fresh go. dog food, stable life. Uh, sorry, a, a stable shelf life and affordable. Uh, this this food here, Sundays for Dogs, Mike. It's Sundays 40, for Dogs? It's 40% less expensive Holy than leading crud. fresh brands. Yeah, and uh, you know it, it's it like you say it's created by a vet. It's shelf stable, which uh, I I don't get those dog foods that are in the freezer and refrigerator and stuff. That just seems like a lot. Uh, I've got a friend of mine who makes his own cat food, which is weird. But uh, it, it's especially weird when you could get it from Sundays for that's dogs. That's what I'm saying, right? You know, I mean, he's got cats, so he's weird anyway. But Well, he could feed it Sundays for dogs. And feed his cats to Sundays for dogs? It's created by a vet. It's fresh <laughs> dog food. Uh, it's uh, customized for dog size, breed, and activity level. So all he has to do is take a quick quiz and see if it's right for his pup. Yeah, you just go to sundaysfordogs.com. You take the quiz. Uh, best part about all this, uh, well, let me tell you about some of the benefits first. Uh, you're going to get uh, increased excitement uh, from your dog about eating, uh, which my dogs uh, are, are not super excited about eating because I buy them junk, uh, but not anymore. Uh, you'll get better stool, which, you know, if your dogs stay outside all day, that's a big deal. Uh, you'll get more energy out of their, out of your dogs, improve weight, softer coat, just a better life for your dogs. Yeah, if you feed them, this my stuff. dog loves it. Uh, yeah. it's real easy for her to eat. She's, she's an older dog, but it's really easy for her to eat. And she's uh, 104, she's 104. Yes. Right. And, uh, the fact not that in it's dog years, not in dog years, in human years. Yeah. She's yeah. extremely, extremely old. <laughs> and I think it's due to eating Sundays for dogs. Sure. Uh, which the quality ingredients are really good for her health. The, yeah. the crap they put in, you know, a lot of the store brand is stuff junk, is just yeah. junk for them. Yeah. 
and uh, a lot of filler and stuff like that. It's and like she's, feeding your kid Doritos all day. Yeah, that's you what know? it is. It's uh, like a, a bag that of Doritos. kid's going to stop up at some point. And Sundays for Dogs <laughs> is like a, a bag of carrots with... It is. It's like carrots and real meat and things just like good that. good stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, if you go to sundaysfordogs.com and take that quiz and figure out the right plan for your pup, uh, the best part about that is you can get 35% off your first order if you use the code K-O-T-H, as in King of the Hill, K-O-T-H, and you'll get 35% off your order. Well, 35%, that's, that's a big good. deal. That you know, most play, most of these things you hear is 10%, but uh, for this one, you go to sundaysfordogs.com, enter K-O-T-H as the code, and get 35% off. Yeah, that's great. Wolf. Watch us fight all through the night, even in the heart of... And so uh, this is obviously a commercial break, and uh, we'll be right back after this. So we're back, and uh, now we've got Hank in bed, and he is very, very upset about what's been happening here. Yep. Uh, he is tossing and turning. Uh, Peggy doesn't seem to be tossing and turning, but Hank is, and uh, uh, he is seeing some real visions here. I think this is where you were talking about the animation stuff. Uh, you know, he's seeing it, it seems like visions of Nam or something, you know, it's all of them going through the field and they're all being popped by these kids. Yeah. The and then they balls. have like, uh, you know, they have like the weird, uh, big horse teeth guy, yeah, when the, their yeah. mouth open mouth real wide. Up, it, yeah. It's kind of a Beetlejuice kind of looking. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like, but, a, it, it reminds me of so many different like things like Alice in Wonderland yeah, and yeah. all the, just like uh Dumbo, even like yeah, the weird scene in Dumbo with the pink elephants like i don't know just so much well, weird stuff going on had had i not known and i guess at the time you didn't but uh it it reminds me of the flashbacks that uh cotton has yeah. in the future i drank a beer one time called the pink elephant oh yeah yeah it was in uh, i was in england and mm -hmm. uh, when i was over there i was just trying random beers and i wanted to get drunk for the cheapest so i was sure. looking for the crazy beer with the highest alcohol content and uh it was called the pink elephant and they bring it out and it's glass and it's like yeah uh, like over there, whenever you're served a beer, you're served a beer in the glass that like the manufacturer designs right, kind right, of thing. Right, sure. So it had, it was like a little, kind of looked like a little cognac glass, but it yeah. had like pink elephants oh, wow. kind of like etched on it. And it was, and that's what they would fill the beer with. And Have you ever it. heard about like the pink elephant thing? No. So uh, they, uh, a, a, a while or, or years ago, they used to say, like, when somebody's a drunk or an alcoholic or whatever, they were seeing pink elephants or whatever. Oh, well, that makes that's more sense for from. the Dumbo scene, too, yep. because they're yep. drunk on yep. beer from you the from the casks. You got it. Okay. And so, uh, uh, finally, we're out in the alley with the boys and Hank. And, yeah, this is uh, a funny scene. Boy, I love everything this whole scene. is so uncomfortable. Yeah, I really like uh, Johnny Hardwick's voice acting through this whole part right here because he really has like Dale is at, like showing extreme anguish at this whole point. He's just like yeah. really, really just upset with everything that's going on. And uh, well, Hank's asking if anybody wants a cold one. Uh, and, so, and he keeps saying cold one a lot. He goes, yeah, you want a cold one? Got some cold ones here. Bill They're cold. Also, uh, he's talking about the cold ones. Yeah. And then Hank's like, uh, boy, that sure is cold. I should brought some mittens or whatever. And, and, you know, it's just so uncomfortable. None of these guys know how to act around each other. After they just got their asses whipped. They don't. That's what it is. They don't get their asses whipped. They don't lose. Yeah. You and know? They, all, they, 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 get, they got their asses whipped and lost in the same yes. frame. Because they're standing here now, everybody with welts. That's right. All over them. Them and then Bill, this is how we know Bill wears the same shirt 
most oh, of the time. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, has yeah. the big purple stain. Everybody else is in clean clothes. Bill has like but two Bill shirts. Bill has on yeah. the, 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 the wife beater, the wife beater mm-hmm. with the, uh, the purple stain <laughs> or whatever got on stains it. stains all over it. Yeah, and then I like this part right here where uh, you got Dale where he goes, how long are we going to keep up this false charade? <laughs> and then you hear and then you hear Boomer go, charade. Man, I tell you what, the word's pronounced charade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dale literally has a breakdown right in front yeah, of he's everybody. T- yeah, he's, yeah, he's crumbling. And Hank, Hank, Hank then has his breakdown. He's like, "You want a cold one? Here's a cold one for you. I hope you're all happy. There's no cold ones left for me." And he's literally holding cold ones in his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dale's like, uh, "Open up your eyes, man. You're holding a beer. You call this beer Guatemala? Who bought this stuff? <laughs> Guatemala." And then Bill goes, "Not me." And then Hank is a mean as hell. <laughs> of course not. Bill, Bill, buy a beer? No, you need to do that when you got friends to mooch off of. <laughs> yeah, and then Bill has his little breakdown. He's yeah. like, well, when my wife left me and I was lazy and dependent, did even one of you find me a new one? No. <laughs> yeah, which is really that's a weird thing. And, so, and then you know things are going bad because uh, Dale is the one who's the voice of reason. He's like, stop it, stop it. I can't stand the fight. And he goes, yeah, we know that. You showed that on the paintball field, and he runs <laughs> off screaming, I am not a coward. Yeah. And then uh, you get uh, Boomhauer. Boomhauer looks over at yeah. him, dang old bully man, <laughs> <laughs> and leaves. Yeah. And so the next thing we see is Hank uh, kind of wandering up on Luann. Um, and uh, Luann is there braiding Bobby's hair yeah. into like the smallest little nub on the back of his head. And he yeah, says, what and, are you and, doing? Uh, actually, uh, this is another another little bit of trivia for this scene right here. So while she's fixing his hair, there's a song playing in the background. There was an album in 1997, Green Day's first album called Nimrod. They're playing a song called The Prosthetic Head. Oh, are they? In that that particular scene. Oh, because what's his name's in the band? Yeah, he's in the band. So I imagine, you know, they got him and the rights to that song pretty cheap. And so Luann's like, I'm helping Bobby look like Kane. And she's got that, I mean, it's the it's, tiniest little nub, man. It, it, it looks like, do you know, I don't know if you ever have eaten like liver pate or not, like the liver sausage. No, I don't eat You liver. don't eat that? You don't no eat liver. that? Well, uh, I mean, I've eaten pate, but not, well, well pate. I guess goose well, you know how, like well, you know yeah. how pate has yeah. the little thing at the end of it? Like it has like yeah, the yeah, packaging yeah. or sure. even breakfast sausage yeah, has yeah. a little metal deal yeah. and it has a little That's piece of plastic. Like, That's what it said. looks like a little nub off of the little plastic on sausage. Yeah. And so Bobby is just fantastic. Staining over Kane. He's so cool. He said I could be the stubborn stains groupie. Groupie. So stubborn yeah, stains. Hank did not like that at all. Because the word is means, roadie, yeah. Bobby. Yeah. It's not. Uh, he meant roadie. At least I hope, hope to, to God. God. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, a groupie would mean uh, a little bit more than a, you know what what uh, oh, yeah. I think Bobby intends. A here. few favors. On yeah. The a bus. few favors yep. on the bus. Uh, we now see Hank uh, and Peggy in bed, and uh, Hank is really squinting at stuff and peggy's like uh, hank for goodness sake just put on your glasses and hank really feeling it says uh, only old people need glasses to read i use mine to drive and run and jump <laughs> and then he's to looking jump. at he had to jump he's looking at peggy this whole time and uh she looks at him when she's look you could see the look she's giving him kind of a look or whatever anybody yeah. that's married or been yeah. married or been in a relationship with a woman has not seen this look oh, yeah. so uh, he gives the look and he can't even see it. He's like squinting, and she's like, "Hank, I'm giving you a look." He's like, <laughs> "Okay, okay." <laughs> yeah, and Peggy's like, uh, "What is it?" Hank? Yeah, there's you something know? bugging him for sure. And Hank's like, "Those kids, I just can't take it anymore." And Peggy says, "Just tell them to knock it off." And Hank's like, "Who me? I've already got my slippers off. <laughs> Maybe you should tell them." 
Yeah, and then this is where uh, you see Peggy doing what Peggy does best. She boosts Hank up, and uh, she starts yelling at him, Have you forgotten who you are? You are Hank freaking Hill, the man who won the Texas Propane Association Blue Flame of Valor Award, the man who drove (laughs) raccoon after raccoon out of our attic armed only with a broom handle and a pillowcase, the man whose (laughs) sperm struggled through that tiny Aretha God cursed you with to create our wonderful son. Now you go back out there and get yourself a rematch. That's really fantastic. Yeah, I like that. It's a great scene. You you very rarely see Peggy uh, lay down the law like this, but boy, she is. When she does, she lays it down. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And She's then like, she, uh, Hank, you got to get your crap back. And then she gets, you know, tries to put all this confidence in him. And he goes, you really think we could beat them this time? She goes, well, I know a few raccoons who would say <laughs> Hank Hill could do anything he puts his mind to. Okay, so this and particular Hank, scene. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why it doesn't have it here. It doesn't have it where it... Uh, it says, oh, yeah, he does. He says right there, anything. It gives her the eye. It gives her the eye, you know, yeah. insinuating to, you know, sex or whatever, which, which is, is really weird. Weird. And then the even weirder thing is in the next scene, you could hear their bed squeaking, <laughs> which is really odd. And for, that's when for Bobby, this. that's and when Bobby's like, Dad, the raccoons are back. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing for, for like from all the other episodes to this yeah, one. It's super that is weird. the weirdest thing. Part yeah. of that is remember the show was written by this episode was written by Johnny Hardwick. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's a little off. It's comedy. I mean that's that yeah. that's that's what it is. Nine. They used Great and there's job. so many sitcoms that have used that particular oh, deal sure. that he's doing right yeah. there for a cut scene to cut to the next next scene of the show. They'll start oh, off, they'll be embedded, and boom, yeah. the next day kind of thing. See a train and, go through a tunnel. Yeah, well, <laughs> fireworks go <laughs> yeah, off. Something like something, that. Yeah. yeah, what's weird to me is that Hank has kind of been emasculated. And uh, then, well, she restored his confidence. And then he asked for sex, confidence restorified. Yeah. yeah, that's another favorite show of mine is uh, Squidbillies. Oh yeah, they got a lot of. That's one of the things he says on there is confidence restorified. So uh, now uh, Hank has presented it to the boys. He wants to do a rematch, and Dale's like, "Rematch? I thought we'd never discuss the horrors that we saw in the killing fields of the Fun Center. Ooh, the killing fields of the Fun Center." And so Hank is like, uh, you know, it's time. This is not over. We're not losers. We're not quitters. He's talking his boys back into it, you know. And uh, Bill is like, "Uh, those paintballs really hurt, don't they? (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying what everybody thinks, right? And uh, here goes Hank. You know, he's launching into the confidence that Peggy just gave him. He's like, the way I see it, we're at a critical moment here. This is when we uh, start turning into weird old guys of the block who can't open up the doors without finding a flaming fudge bag on the map, or do we fight back? And so the boys are in. You know, they've in. gotten their yeah. pep talk from their block captain, from They're their in. from their blocker from the football team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are they they got it right. They're ready, or from their running back, I guess, from the football team. Whatever yeah, he was, they are ready. Their I guess captain, him and Bill were running backs. Bill was the bulldozer, so he was a blocker. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Hank was, I believe, the running back, right? No, I think, I think they were receiver? both. I think they were both running backs. I don't know. Or I don't know. I, well, I know we'll, for sure. We'll find out soon. I know for sure Bill <laughs> is a running back because he's the bulldozer. This, this is time for uh, our uh, our fact checker to check in. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the boys are in now. They are ready to go. Uh, I think we should fight. We should fight back hard. Uh, and then Hank, he marches up to the boys uh, in the in the band. He's like, rematch tomorrow, noon. If you got any guts, you'll be there. And then they tell him, sorry, Pops, my car broke down. And, of course, uh, uh, Hank and Bill and them being who they are, they immediately fix the kids' cars. 
And yeah, then, they fixed the kid's car. Yeah. <laughs> he fixes the kid's car. They get out there, crank it up, and, and then they he broke looks, now. Then he looks at him, and he's like, rematch tomorrow noon. If you got any guts, you'll be there. It's really weird in this scene, too, because the one thing I noticed, I don't know if it's an animation error or something like that, but Hank's eyes look really, really wonky oh, yeah. in that scene. They look really, really oh, weird. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's just pissed. Yeah, he had to go back and check it out. His he's eyes pretty look pissed really, off at this point. Really you know, weird. He's ready to go. Because uh, this doesn't happen to them. No, it doesn't. You know? It does not ever happen to them. You're right. And so uh, they go out there uh, to get the rematch. The problem is they come back immediately. You don't see the rematch. They just come back, and they're getting out of the car, and they're all covered in paint. And Hank's like, well, at least this time one of us got a shot off. Yeah. Oh, the funny thing here, too, I thought was weird, <laughs> that when they're all, like, they pull up, and then uh, they all get out of the car or whatever after they got their asses whipped. And uh, what's his name? Takes off all his clothes. Yeah, Boomhauer. Uh, Boomhauer strips down into his, you know, his yeah. leopard print <laughs> underwear and then walks across the street. Yeah. He uh, uh, so they now we see uh, everybody in the alley and Pops. Uh, they're all talking about Yeah, they're about, all standing so, out there together. Yeah, they're just like, "Yep, yep, yep, yep." And then Pops, "Yep, yes sir." You know. <laughs> yeah, yes sir. <laughs> and then Hank's like, "Well, it's agreed. We're old." And Pop starts telling them about how he got used. Yeah, they should get used to it. You know, you're in for the downhill ride of your life. And then, and then Bill, like some sort of insurance salesman, again tells them the Colonial Valley, uh, Colonial Valley, you can get forty thousand dollars of stroke coverage just for signing just up. Just for signing up. And then, and then uh, the old man, he's like, "That's not jump change." And then Bill's like, "And you can never be denied coverage based on what you eat." Which now we know why Bill bought the insurance. Yeah, so he so can, he can eat, eat whatever the hell he wants. wants which That's is right. kind of funny. I don't even think that exists, does it? Is there like when you're signed up for life insurance? No, I don't think they say anything about what you I don't eat. think they say about what smoking. You eat. I yeah. know smoking. Yeah, yeah. And Hank's like, okay, well, I guess I better check this out. It's never too early to think about dying, which is it's rough, man. Yeah, it's really, really rough. So uh, here they go. Uh, they are standing there. They're talking about insurance. They're talking about dying. They're 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 feeling very old. Here come those kids driving by, and it is literally a drive-by. They're just literally pop, a drive-by. They shoot uh, hit them with paint. Bill straight in the forehead. Yep. They only shoot Bill that whole time. Put them down. Yeah. And then the old man goes, well, if you shake your fist at them, they won't come back. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so you see him at the end of the street, and he's like, oh, they want some more? <laughs> so he turns around, and they shoot Bill in the chest. <laughs> and then Hank's like, well, I thought you said they wouldn't come back. And uh, uh, the, the pops pops has one of the best lines. He's like, "If I could understand teenagers, I, I wouldn't get my mailbox knocked over every week." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Hank has had enough. You know, uh, second drive by, they come back and they hit Bill again. He's down for the count. Hank is like, "You know what? If we don't want to end up uh, feeble and helpless like pops, and pops is standing right there, yeah, which yeah. is crazy." He goes, we got to do what he never did. Understand the, the mind, mind of, of a teenager. teenager. Observe its habits. Learn its ways. That's how we beat these punks. And then Pops looks around. And he goes, who's Pops? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even know who, <laughs> who Pops know is. Who yeah. is. That's right. And so uh, now we see the boys doing some research. They've all got these tiny little tablets uh, yeah. or these little books in their in their pocket. And they're keeping and notes on teenagers. First one is Bill. Bill is up just shaving the heads of all these kids that are coming into uh, into the army. And then one of them, you know, he shaves one's head and the rest of them start laughing. And he's like, oh, teenagers down, can yeah. be so cruel. And then he looks at the kid and says, <laughs> okay, pimples, hop up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And then we uh, we go back to uh, Luann uh, talking to Buckley now, and she goes, Buckley, and, and I'm assuming this is a uh, uh, an argument they're having. Yeah. This is in the uh, Megalomart, and Buckley's up on a ladder. He's putting together a big uh, uh, display. And she's like, Buckley, I'm not going to Kane's concert as a special guest. I'm going as a special guest, not his girlfriend. Yeah, so she's already talked about Buckley's getting, I guess, testy about it. Buckley does not trust this guy. And uh, then she says, well, if you're so worried, come with me. And this is what, this is the Yeah, the the, the scene earlier goes, can you tell me, can you tell me, sorry, (laughs) Kane told me to bring a friend for the drummer. (laughs) You mean it? (laughs) Stock boy, we need some sugar in aisle three. Which is weird because I've never heard Luann talk like that either. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, it's it's a very sexual episode, honestly, in some pieces. Explore some some stuff in some places for sure. And then Buckley falls into the display and uh, we get Hank there watching with his little pad and he goes, teenagers are clumsy around girls. Uh, and then we get Dale. He is out spraying his poison on things, and he sprays it literally right on this kid's it's lunch. Veggie wrap. Yeah. And the guy's like, jerkwad, you sprayed poison in my veggie wrap, which he Teenager, did. He sprayed yeah. a lot of poison on this poor kid's lunch. Teenagers show no respect for a man in uniform. That's right. That's his, that's his entry into this. Uh, and then, uh, so they've done all their research and now they are going up to, uh, tell them that there, there's a second rematch and, uh, uh, Hank approaches the kids and, uh, they're like, Hey pops, how'd you know how to find us here? And he says, well, it's a school day, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was great. That is a good one. Uh, and so they're like, you ready for a fresh coat? And Hank is Hank's, he's steeled his mind now, right? He is ready to go. Yep. He's like, you boys seem pretty sure of yourselves. Maybe you'd like to put a little wager on today's match. And uh, they go back and forth, and uh, he says that um, he's going to make the stakes high for both of them, that Kane's going to put up his amplifier. And he'll put and up Bill's leaf he's blower. He's going to put up Bill's leaf blower, which yeah. has zero consequences for Hank. Zero. So they agree to it. Yep, you got a deal. Yep. And uh, they're out uh, doing their, their second rematch. Uh, they're out in the in the woods like they were before, and Bill's like uh, wandering around. He's like, "Guys, where are you? I twisted my ankle." Time which out, which you could tell that he's using that. You could tell yeah. that they're using Bill yeah. as the bait here. Using which, his which, bait. which uh, so he goes on. He goes, "Don't shoot or whatever." He and screams, then, uncle. Uh, screams, uncle. Yeah. And then uh, you know, uh, you were right, Bill. Teenagers are cruel. The well, pick the on kids the come up to shoot him anyway. Yeah, they yeah. shoot him anyway. Yeah, and uh, you were right, Bill. Teenagers are cruel. They pick on the slowest, heaviest. Well, the most important thing is you were right, Bill. <laughs> <The> heaviest. <laughs> and Bill's like, well, I still don't see why I had to be the decoy. And uh, uh, Dale's Dale fires back with, well, you were going to get shot anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and Bill's like, still. And so uh, uh, then we see them uh, with a little tape recorder, and they've got Luann on the tape recorder as bait. And she's like, hi, it's Luann. How you doing? And, uh, and she says, leave a message after the beep. And then out comes Dale, shoots the kids who are listening to Luann's voice. And he just starts dancing around, beep, 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 beep. And then he shoots, he shoots Boomhauer. He shoots Boomhauer on accident. He goes, you got to watch that friendly fire, man. You don't need a doggone frag me like I'm a dangled. I can't help it. They train me too well. That's right. Dale's, uh, Dale is the most well. efficient killing machine the world has ever. And then they shoot him. And so uh, they're like uh, three down and one to go. And 
Then you see Kane uh, approaching the ball boy, or who you think is the ball boy. Uh, his back is turned, and he said, did you see some pot-bellied old guy with loser glasses come huffing past here? Hank turns around, and he's like, sure, he's traveling up the creek bed to cover his tracks. And young fella, you lose, and then shoots him, and he's got him. They have they have conquered the teenagers. Yep. Yep. And uh everything is 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 back to the way it should be. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's the old guys won. The old guys won. Uh Hank uh kind of taunts him with uh you're gonna enjoy the world of acoustics. Yeah, takes, and then, his, uh, takes his amplifier. Takes the amplifier, and that's it for and him. Then, and then we see those kids, and they are trying real hard to play acoustically, and There's, it just sounds like crap. You can't play uh, – I guess they're playing grunge, pop, or punk, sorry, guess, grunge-ish, man. punkish yeah. music. Something so, like that. Yeah, you definitely need elect- electricity for that. And then uh, they see the garage door goes up, and there's a flaming bag of poop there. The kids have uh, been taken in by their own thing, and uh, – uh, Hank says uh, he he takes a lot of delight in the fact that the kids are trying to stomp out the fire. Yeah, uh, Pop is Pops is there, and he's like, "There's duties in there. Right? There's duties in there." Hank's like, "There, there sure, sure is, is, Pops. There sure, sure is." is. <laughs> and that's it, man. We go to credits, and then the stinger is stinger. Dad, the raccoons the are back. <laughs> that's right. That's right. There we go. Season two. Uh, this is it. Episode this, seven. It's a really good one. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a really it's, good one. It's, it's a Johnny Hardwick written episode. And yeah. those seem to be some of my more favorite episodes and some of the more eclectic episodes, I guess, if you will. It's very different. Because yeah. he also wrote uh, two other episodes that are kind of eclectic, I think. Uh, Hank's got the Willies and King of King of the Anthill. Yeah. So he also wrote those two. Johnny oh, wow. Hardwick okay. Did. Yeah. So. I didn't realize he wrote the one about the ants. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the three that he wrote that we've done so far. There's more that he's written, but that's as far as we've gotten with that, which is, uh, which is really good. Yeah. So he was actually, uh, uh, yeah, you could edit all that. Uh, just go ahead. Yeah, you could edit all that out. It's okay. I don't know what I was going to say. That's all right. Uh, this was a uh, this was a great one, man. Um, good episode. We're moving forward here. Yeah, it's uh, a really good episode. November sixteenth, nineteen ninety seven, was this episode. So we're in, the, we're in the fall of uh, ninety seven TV with this yeah. one. Yeah, um, we will have uh, season two, episode seven next week. Nope, this is episode seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Seven. We're we'll have episode eight. eight. Yeah, we're already <laughs> on episode eight, Mike. We're moving through season two. Man, I'm two. old. I'm lost. It's well, I mean, I'm I lost get, too. I gotta Let's get some see, of that colonial uh, life. I wonder. Yeah, some of that colonial life. I wonder how many more episodes we have for this season. Okay, so we're on eight. We'll say we're on eight. Yeah. So we have nine to twenty three left. So there you go, guys. That's that's how much we got left of season two. We're we not f- quite halfway. Fifteen left in this season. Yeah, but it goes quick. It goes quick, and we're we're getting. We've been shooting through quick these at things, it. Yeah. I'm really ready for, you know, the Manger Babies episode that that's coming oh, up yeah. in in a few, and then you have uh, a whole episode uh, pertaining to Leanne, Leanne Saga. That's Ma- a really good Manger episode. Babies ends up becoming uh, like an extra character in yeah. the entire show. And then my one of my favorite two part. Overlap parachute two seasons. No, this is not the parachute. Oh. This is the propane boom. So this mm. is the megalomart explosion happens at the oh, end of yeah. this season. That's a which big one. Carries us on into the next season with the oh, first yeah. episode being the which part is two. Weird for an animated show to have a cliffhanger like that, but it yeah. is. They did it a few times, a few and they times, did it yeah. great, and they did a great job with it. And I think that's uh, it's reminiscent when you go and look at uh, the Office has a couple episodes oh, like sure. that cliffhangers. Yeah. Parks and Rec has the cliffhanger. But so. for animation, it's it's, it's crazy. Odd. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's like a situational comedy. It's like a sitcom. Yeah. 
more so than the Simpsons, whereas the Simpsons talked about everything that was the, going on in the world at that time, pop culture and all yeah. that. King of the Hill really doesn't do that. The world of King of the Hill is more like reality than anything else. Yeah, and know, that's and I think that's show. what they did. Like, you, if you made this show with real human beings instead of uh, animated characters, it would still be just as funny. That's true. You know, and that's not true. many. I don't animated know that you could pull everything could off, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you definitely would have a hard Simpsons. time with her falling out of the plane and stuff. Yeah, know? some of that stuff you'd have a harder time with, but I mean, they could make that realistic because there's oh, sure. there's there's women that they base that on a real life story of a woman that oh, yeah. fell. Yeah. you know, that far. So it's yeah. possible to survive those things. It is a little more far-fetched, but, uh, it's I've not always that far been, though. No, it's not that far. And that's what I said. I, I've always been a, uh, an advocate for a live action King of the Hill. I think it would be great. I don't know who they would use I for don't what know who you'd get for Hank. I don't know who you would get for Hank. Hank would be the hardest one. Hank would be the hardest uh, one. Uh, yeah. maybe what's the guy's name that he, he plays, uh, he's on the office is Coke Cochner. He, he plays. Oh yeah, David Kochner. Yeah. yeah, David Kochner. Yeah. I think he would be a good Hank. Maybe. Baby. Yeah. I don't know. He'd have to put on the uh, the Texas accent though, and that that might be a little tough for that guy. Yeah, and then uh, maybe, I would love to see it a bunch of people that you don't know. A bunch of people you don't know. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. But uh, well, I think you would have the one that you would have to pick. I feel like would be Matthew McConaughey mm. for uh, Boomhauer Buckley. <laughs> or Buckley, yeah, that'd be wild. Buckley and Boomhauer. Yeah, Boomhauer would be pretty perfect. I think it would be. Though. I think yeah. that would be a perfect. That would be one that you would just because Matthew McConaughey has the Southern accent, but he speaks real slow, of course. But if he sped it up, when did um uh oh shoot, what's the movie he's in with? Uh, all right, all right, all right. Oh, Days and Confused. Yeah, when did that come out? Eighties? Was it no uh, late eighties? I think it was nineties, but. Yeah, look real quick and see when that came out. Nineteen ninety three. Okay, yeah, ninety three. Okay, and we're in ninety seven here, ish. Yeah. Okay, I just wonder if Boomhauer was in any way based on McConaughey. I don't know because don't that know does. If, I don't know his origins. That like, does fit uh, like a friggin' glove, though. Yeah, Boomhauer's origins is only his voice. Yeah, his voice only has the origin story, so I don't really uh. know where the actual character comes from outside of. Uh, that'd be funny. To yeah, know. I don't know who he's. I don't know who he's modeled on. You that'd only be, know where his speech comes from, and that'd that's, be super funny to know, though, if that's what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just from the dude uh, uh, that called and left a, a yeah, voicemail yeah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I remember us talking about that. But as far as that goes. I don't know. It doesn't really. Well, I might have this to look is, into that. This is your chance, Mike Judge. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. It doesn't where did, really. Uh, where did Boomhauer come from? Was it based on uh, Matthew McConaughey? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, he drives a 1969 like Dodge Coordinate Super B. That's about. Oh yeah, that's about right too. Yeah, that's about as far as you get here. He favors animal print bikini briefs, <laughs> which we saw in this. He wears Calvin Klein CK one and he's a strict non-smoker who carries a lighter implicitly for emergency uses or for lending. <laughs> I, I imagine, and this is something my dad taught me. He said, uh, always carry a lighter on you. Cause if you're out and you see a woman that smokes and she doesn't have a lighter, you've always got a reason to start, <laughs> strike, strike a conversation. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Here, lady, can I kill? Can it's I bar etiquette. I, mean, I imagine he got that because my dad was a, a big bar fly, you yeah. know, growing up. So I imagine it was bar etiquette to oh, yeah, have the lighter. Like, oh, yes, ma'am. I got you. Oh, yeah. how are you doing this evening? <laughs> you know, you want to have a seat? <laughs> that's funny. Well, man, tell us where, uh, tell them where they can find us. Guys, you can find us at B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. That's Bois K-O-T-H on all social media platforms. Uh, 
Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter talk. Yeah, Twitter talk. Twitter talk. Insta, Instabook and Instagram. Instabook and Facegram. That's it. Well, man, I had a lot of fun, uh, just like always. Always. And we will see you again next week. Wimitanye. Wimitanye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding expectations, simplifying lives, and establishing legacies that last for generations. Leverage their exclusive network of experts to help achieve your personal and professional financial goals. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect to a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com.